And Sean, of course, your major beat is real estate, and that's what we're going to focus on this morning. And there's one story you had in the Milwaukee Business Journal this week that I know caught my eye, and a lot of other people are talking about it, and that's the zip codes in the area where the highest prices are in terms of homes. Tell us a little bit about what you found. That's right. We got some data from Zillow Group and Rocket Mortgage, and they looked at the zip codes with the highest median home values in the area. And that's probably not a shocker to a lot of people to see that the zip codes in Waukesha County's kind of western lake country area were in the top spots. Uh, they had a median value north of $600,000. So you're thinking about the area around, say, the Golden Mass Restaurant off Highway 16. I mean, there were around $622,000 for a median home out there. Wow. Now, what about ones that are closer in towards the city? Did any of those really shine? Yes, we didn't see Milwaukee County crack the top of the spot until the 11th ranking. That's when Fox Point shows up. The city of Milwaukee first shows up in the number 20 spot. That's for its east side neighborhoods that kind of hug the lakefront north of North Avenue. Only the areas in Waukesha County's lake country were above 600000 but on the upper end of the $500,000 range, you see some other communities that would probably be what folks would expect. There's Mequon, there's Elm Grove, Delafield is in there as well. What do you think is the hottest area according to zip code right now? Is there a particular community that really came out on top? It depends on whether you're talking price or just volume of sales. You look at the areas where we're seeing the highest prices, they're not really where you see the highest counts, the highest number of sales. I mean, Shaniqua, where we see some of the highest prices in recent years, they recorded just two sales through September of last year, but the median price for those was north of $2 million. But of course, Shaniqua doesn't have that many homes to begin with, though. (laughs) That's true. And (laughs) Milwaukee County, you know, a lot of homes there, they always have the highest number of sales. But the median price in Milwaukee County lags behind that of some of its Wow County suburbs. Very interesting. And again, you can see that story in the Milwaukee Business Journal. Another one I know that you're covering is the Couture. And a lot of eyes have been on that project for now, it seems like, a lot of years. What's going on? When are we actually going to see people move in? Yep, you'll have to uh, look up to see what's going on there now because they've reached sort of the highest point for the concrete spine of the building. That's a 44-story building, and they're going to be ready to welcome in their first residents on April 1st. The building won't be completely finished by then, but by that point, they will be ready to open up the 4th through the 30th floors and the apartments on those levels. That's going to be more than 200 of the building's 322 apartments opening up to residents. And they've got a lot of amenities there, too, don't they? They do. The ground floor or the ground floors will have a lot. There's going to be the outdoor pool on a deck overlooking Lake Michigan. You see on the fourth floor that's going to be opening up in April, there's different fitness centers and community spaces that also will have great views of the lake. But there's also going to be a lot of spaces the public can go. There's a lot of retail, I think about 45,000 square feet of retail space in the base of the building that they haven't really announced who's going to fill that, but that will be open to the public. There will be restaurants in there. And then also, of course, the transit center at the ground floor. You mentioned 322 apartments. What percentage of commitment do they have right now? Do you have any idea? I do not have that number, but I know they are marketing them. So hopefully in time, we're going to get some more data on sort of the number of commitments, the pricing, that kind of thing. Any idea how that will affect the other apartments and condos downtown? You know, when it's new and shiny, people tend to be more attracted to it. Do you see then some of these other older buildings having more vacancies 
because people will move to the couture. It depends on the price points we're talking about. We're seeing a lot more very high-end luxury product come online, and that's because of the 777 building that Northwestern Mutual completed downtown with apartments. That performed well, so other developers saw that. They took note, and they're starting to build similar products. We have the Ascent building. That's the one, the Mass Timber World Record holder in uh, downtown Milwaukee with its apartments. I mean, we've heard good things about its performance. There's another building in the Third Ward, standing 31 stories tall, that's coming online this year. That will have more of those luxury apartments as well. So we'll have to sort of wait and see how the market absorbs all of this. Of course, you talk to the developers that are building them, and they're not worried, but that's what you would expect them to say as well. Well, speaking of apartments, let's look at Greenfield, because the Mandel Group is planning, what, 288 apartments for Spring Mall? Yes, Greenfield has been another big sort of suburban market for new apartment construction. And the Spring Mall redevelopment has been an initiative by the city. The city actually acquired this vacant property. There's a pick and save in there and some other vacant storefronts. And the city bought it because they didn't want to see it sit empty anymore. And last year, they put out a call to developers to get proposals and try to sell it. And just this week, they picked Mandel Group of Milwaukee, you know, prominent apartment developer as their preferred buyer. And yeah, Mandel's looking at 288 new apartments there. But for those that are fans of it, the Myers Family Restaurant and Banquet Facilities that still operates on the property, they would stay in place as part of this project. They're not going to be removed. Speaking of places, you know, as far as, well, picking up a nice refreshment, the Nomad Coffee Bar is being proposed for the Villar Phillips Plaza space. Tell us about that. Yeah, this is an initiative by the city of Milwaukee. They're putting up the Velar Phillips Plaza. It's under construction now on what used to be a surface parking lot just across from the convention center. And as part of that, the city said, well, we're going to put in a building and then lease it out to hopefully a local, and ultimately it will be if they select Nomad, a local restaurant operator to give uh, people another reason to go and visit there. So hopefully by later this year, we'll see the Nomad opening up there and start serving, uh, you know, coffee and other food options. Finally, another story you've got in this week's Milwaukee Business Journal has been about new urbanism. What is that? Yeah, well, you know, it's the time of year where everyone's doing their uh, look ahead and kind of predictions for uh, 2024. And New urbanism just seems to be emerging as a theme in discussions right now. You see it around, say, the I-794 discussion. You're seeing these voices asking for more dense urban neighborhoods, walkability to take precedence over, you know, a car-based lifestyle and sprawl really gain some traction in discussions here in the region. And, you know, I would expect that to continue here this year. All right. Well, listen, if you want to check out any of these stories, you can always look to the Milwaukee Business Journal. Sean Ryan in for Mark Cass today. Great to have you here. It's my pleasure. Thank you.